0: Thank you for listening to the Calvary Chapel Lubbock podcast with our senior pastor, Ben Martinez. Don't forget to check out our website at Calvarychapelubbock.church. There you'll find a lot more about our mission to love God, love people, and live radically. Now here's Pastor Ben. So the title of this message this morning is Remember, Reflect, Renew. Remember, Reflect, Renew. And I think it's very important to us as believers to really remember where we have come from. Just think of when you first, when you came to God and you were lost and God found you and He established you. He saved you. He plucked you out of darkness and brought you into the light. Remember that time. For me, it was... I. And I tell this story about every time I come up here and teach because you know why? It is the power of God that saves people. It's the power of God that saved me. January 2020, we had just moved from Arizona to California and a friend of mine invited me to church. God had worked previous, had worked things out for in our lives for us to be there that day. And it was a day of salvation for me. And I thank the Lord so much because I remember where I was at. And I remember when I got saved, and here we are at 2021 in Lubbock, Texas, and we look back in 2021, just think of your walk with God this year. We had a change of presidency, right? We had the COVID situation, the lockdowns, the vaccines, the mandate vaccines. It's been a crazy year. Just think about it, how God has brought you through this year. I can think of people in our church, Joe and Beverly. Last year, they were dealing Joe was dealing with the back issue. Beverly was just overcoming COVID and just the sickness. And look where God has brought them, and she's walking. She was out in a, she was out for like six months and they, they went through it. And look where God has brought them. I could think about my individual walk where God has brought me from glory to glory to glory, from lessons, from lessons, from lessons, from, lessons, from teachings, from teachings, how he's built me up this year, how I failed, how I sinned against God and how he came in and picked me up and said, keep going. I'm not done with you yet. You're 51 years old. You just started. Pastor Ben is like in the mid-50s. I don't know, somewhere there. He's just started. And sometimes we, in in the ministry, we try to, we sometimes get tired and we get complacent and we forget the love of God is why we do the things that we do. God is so good how he's brought each and every one of us how he's brought you guys into this, into this fellowship. I'm so thankful, so grateful. You're so very encouraging. I thank God for you. And Haas, how he's brought you through jobs, through different situations. And you're here today. Usually you're gone Sundays. You're on the road or somewhere and you're here today. And Alex, how he's brought you and your family through struggles and, and, and stuff in life and how you're here today. It's because of God and nothing else. It's not the great preaching that Pastor Ben does in the great teaching. It is the power of the Holy Spirit that we are here today. If, if you come other, any other thing than that, you're coming for a false reason. If we come because we need to show up, God, I need to work for my salvation. I got to go to church. I got to serve you in the ministry. I got I to do this, do that. God said, just come to me. That's why we're here this morning. We don't come for any other reasons but because of one man, Jesus. We come because of Jesus. We need to remember 2021. We need to take the lessons of 2021 and use it and grow in our walks. We don't need to struggle with the things of the past. The past is the past. Today is now and God is telling you today this morning I want you to grow in your walks with me, just like how we're going to go through the Scripture and see how Israel is about to go in and take the promised land that God had told them they were going to do, but they disobeyed and disobeyed, and God allowed them to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. When they came out of Egypt at Mount Sinai, from Mount Sinai to the promised land, it was 11 days. But yet God did not allow them to go in there because they were disobedient. We don't want to be disobedient to God. We want the promises of God. We want his faithfulness. We want everything that he has for us. And when we are disobedient, we don't listen to God. We don't, we don't go after his word. We don't hunger for him. That's where we struggle. That's where life gets hard. Life gets hard when we're believers. Yes. But we have God. We have the answers. We have everything that we need in his word everything that we need. Verse 1, it says, every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers. So God is telling them, you guys, I have this promised land for you. You need to go in and claim it. You need to take over it. But if you don't obey and listen to what I'm telling you, you're not going to have the fruits of the promised land. Because God promised this to the forefathers. And what God says will happen. Verse 2, it says, And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. God said, you guys didn't, the old generation has passed away. This is the new generation coming up of Israel. Israel. The old ones have passed away because of their unbelief, their stubbornness, their disobedience. God killed all of them off. Now, this is the new generation. The children of Israel have grown up. And Moses is telling them before they go and take in the promised land. He's telling them, you guys, listen. The reason why your forefather was in the wilderness for 40 years was because of disobedience. We don't want to be disobedient to the word of God. We don't want to be disobedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit, right? We want to be led by the Spirit, not by us. Why did God do this? Because they needed to be humbled. Has God humbled you in 2021? Has there been situations you're like, God, why me? Why not you? What lesson do you need to learn through this thing that you're going through? There's always a lesson that God teaches us. Always lessons. As a parent, when I was raising my daughter up, there was always lessons I taught her. Baby, you need to do this because if you do this, this is what's going to happen. You, you want to do this because it's not going to hurt you. But if you do this, there's consequences to the choices that we make. There's always consequences. Every single decision that you do that we made in the past, Look, just think about it. Go back to your past of 2021. What are some stupid decisions that we made that hurt other people? Have you learned a lesson from that? And God is telling, Moses is telling, and he's writing, and he's telling them, Israel needs to learn and remember to know the lesson. Why? To humble them and to test them. To know what was in their heart. That's why God allows us to go through tests and humbles us to expose our hearts. It's very easy. We show up and and, uh, we can fake each other out, right? That's why I was, why why are we so silly enough we think we can, you know, fake God out? God, I'm just going to pretend everything's okay when you're really hurting inside deeply. That's why we are a church. That's why we have a prayer list. That's why we meet on Wednesdays and Sundays. It's not a duty or a chore. We need it. We need it. When you're without it, you're going to starve. When you're without the fellowship of God, the church of God, you will get hurt. The devil will pick you apart. You think you got it all together? Out there by yourself? Good luck. I don't need church. I can just go and worship myself with God. Really? Really, the next time we struggle to come to church, check your heart. God, please humble me right now. I know you're putting me through a test and I don't want to go to church this morning, but it's a command of the Lord for us to come to church, guys. We come to church to encourage one another, to meet. God uses these things to expose and to expose us. In our hearts, where we're struggling with, pride, selfish, selfishness. Man, all we think about is ourselves. When we get right down to it, we think about it, even in ministry. Oh, what can I do that benefits me in the ministry? When we should be asking God, God, what can I do in the ministry to benefit you and your people? I challenge you, I challenge myself, let's get involved. Let's get involved in the kingdom of God. We're not involved in like a church organization. This is the kingdom of God and we need to be involved with in it. And God is, Moses writing, says that whether you would keep my commandments or not. So looking in 2021, how we the things that we do to disobey God to not do the things that we're supposed to do when the Holy Spirit just nudges you and you're supposed to do something and you just say, you just, "I, I don't want to do that. I'm encouraging you, listen to the Holy Spirit this coming year and fulfill all that he has for us. Verse three, it says, so he humbled you. God humbled you, Israel. He allowed you to hunger, but he fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know. That he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Jesus quoted this after 40 days and 40 nights of temptation. The devil comes to him. The enemy comes to him. He's hungry. How many of you go without eating food for one day? Let's see a raise of hands. Two days. Three days. Okay. I was about to say, all right, I made it for the challenge now. Well, how many days you got? That's just my personal. <laughs> but Jesus was hungry. He was tempted. The devil comes to him and he tempts him. And he was so hungry. So this past year, I went into like a, you know, I like to experiment on my body to see what the body does and reacts to it. So they have this thing called the carnivore diet or the weight carnivore eating habits. And so I did it, and for like the first week, my brain was so foggy, I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I can do this. But stubborn as I am, I want to challenge myself, and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to do it. Once you get over it, and I was reading in you know some of the uh, articles and stuff. once you get over the first week, your body adjusts to it. In the second week, I had so much energy I had I had gone from like 200 pounds to like 185 pounds with just changing that one thing, just eating meat. Think if you just go in the word every single day what God's going to do to your life. Think about it. If we are intentional in coming to church and working our relationship with one another, with God, think the end of 22, what that would look like if Jesus doesn't come back. Think how many blue chairs we can fill up. The word of God is the most important thing to us as believers. And the Bible tells us, the word of God tells us, it's more important than food. When the people of Israel were out in the wilderness, God provided everything that they needed, right? They provided the food and the water, God provided that. The food was spiritual food. And the Bible talks about manna is the food of the angels, God let it come down, and all they had to do was go pick it up and eat. They didn't have to work for it. God provided. How amazing is that? That is the Word of God. How He provides His Word for us. It is more than food that we we put in our bodies for us to be sustained physically. That's what the Word of God, that's what he's telling us, that's what he's telling Israel here. To every answer in life is the Word of God. Every single problem you have, every difficult situation you go through, every relationship issue that you have, the Word of God will solve it. The question is, do you know the Word of God? Are we in the Word of God? Do you have your daily bread? The word of God. God answers the test. We have the test of life. We, I mean, we have the answers to life, and it is the word of God. In verse 4, it says, Your garments did not wear out on you, nor did your foot swell these 40 years. Can you imagine that? The clothes they had. We buy clothes like every single other day. We just had Christmas. How many of you got clothes? How many of you got, you know, I was going to say it, but I'm not. So (laughs) Clothes. God sustained their garments for 40 years, you guys. God sustained their clothing like, you know, that's a miracle in itself. We look at our clothes and I'm like, oh man, I've had that clothes. Like these pants I've had for like ten years or so. And when every time my wife wants to buy me new clothes, I'm like, I'm not I'm I'm good with clothes. Like I open up my closet, there's clothes everywhere. Like I have Aloha shirts, the whole closet of them. I can wear one every single Sunday and not wear the same one. God sustained them in clothing and in their and and he sustained them physically. In verse 5, it says, You should know in your heart that a man chastens his son, so the Lord your God chastens you. And that that is a principle as parents that we need to chase. You know, you, we need to correct our kids when they're supposed to be when they're bad. Because those babies grow up and they're gonna make bad decisions, right? You are a baby once, and God, and God, and Moses is writing here, he said, it's good for us as an example to chasten. It's good for God to chase. The reason why you went through that trial, that testing, is because you needed it. You need to know what's in your heart, Israel, before I take you into the promised land. And every time we think of Chase, it's like, oh, God is punishing me, or God is rebuking me. God always corrects you for your good, right? It's like our kids. If they get next to the stove, we're like, hey, don't touch that stove. It's going to hurt you. It's the same principles we can take. <laughs> In verse 6 it says, therefore you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. Sadly, I I don't think we as believers really have a healthy fear for God. God is love. God is holy. He's not going to put up with all the sinful things that you do or I do. He won't. You think you could get away with it? He's gonna judge. If you keep on sin, if you are in here and you profess to be a believer, a Christian, a man or a woman after God and you keep on sinning, you better ask yourself, God, please, do I belong to you? Because if you have a struggle that you struggle with and you aren't overcome with it, Ask God today to save you. To save you. That's a dangerous place to be in. It's like Pastor Ben says as we're going through the book of Matthew. You can come here and we can sit under the word of God and you could hear the word of God, hear the word of God, hear the word of God. It, con- You know the word of God and you know that the Holy Spirit has prompted you to do certain things in your life because God is holy. And he doesn't want you acting a certain way and getting hurt and you never make the decision to turn from those things. I encourage you today. Get right with God. It's the end of 2021. Quit playing games with the Lord. Quit playing games with the Lord. This we may not even make it into 2022. Jesus comes back. Are you playing games with God? Am I playing games with the Lord? Are we serious about our father's business? We in the worship team, are we serious about taking worship to the people of God? Or do we just come in and just, okay, let's just do this. Let's just wing it. You want to wing it? You want God to wing your life? We have to have a healthy fear of who God is, a reverence, a respect for the Lord. Verse 7, 8, and 9, for the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees, pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack Nothing. A land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper. Obedience to God always leads to blessings from God. And what I mean by that is God's not going to it's not always going to be the physical blessing of things. Right. It's going to be the peace that God gives us. It's going to be the encouragement that we need at our time of need when we're struggling. So God, it's Moses writing and he's telling them, God has provided for you everything that you need in the promised land. Everything that you need. Pastor Ben has been to Israel many times and he's always telling us how fruitful that land is. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ walked that dirt out of all the dirt in the world. He was there walking on that dirt in Israel. That's how important this land is. And that's why God is telling them. I'm taking you into this promised land. You're not going to have to do anything, but you have to be obedient to what I tell you. Obedience will always lead to blessings of the promise made. In verse 10, it says, when you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Give thanks, Israel. You're about to over, you're about to go into this land. This land has everything provided for you. And you didn't really do any work. You're just going to go in and take over this land that's already set up for you. And he says, when you have eaten and are full, that you shall bless the Lord, which he has given you. And then in verse 11 says, beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments and his statutes, which I command you today. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them. I'm in verse 13. And when your herds and your flocks multiply, your silver and your gold multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied. When your heart is lifted up, when you are full and you forget the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Who led you through the great and terrible wilderness in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty land where there was no water who brought water for you out of the flinty rocks. So God is telling them, you guys are going to go into this promised land. It is a great land. It's going to provide everything that you need. The water's there. The food's there. The natural resources are there for you to be successful. And then he warns them. He tells them, But, once your bellies are full, do not forget where your blessing comes from. Isn't that a great principle for us? When God has blessed us, Physically, spiritually, he has just blessed you out of your socks. It's very easy for us to get complacent in our walks. Oh, everything is going good right now. I don't need to pray as hard. I don't need to go in my word as much. Everything is just good. But Moses is telling them, that's when you have to be careful, because that's, Success, material things could bring, those can be our gods, especially here in the U.S. The poorest person, well, even the poor that we have here in the United States are the richest people in the world. Why? Because you have something to eat, you live in somewhere, And I could just think of how, you know, the history of the United States, how this little country founded by Christian principles, how just God just overflowed and overblessed and just poured out His Holy Spirit, His blessings upon this country, and how we are so comfortable now. We're just like this. Now we've gotten complacent. The U.S. is the best country in the world. We got everything that we need. No one can touch us. Oh, we've got complacent as a country. We forgot God. Everything is good. We don't need God. We don't need Jesus. Beware when you are blessed not to forget the blesser. 2021 may be a blessed year for you. Financially, you didn't struggle with paying bills. Everything was fine. And how we get to those points and then we forget. God gave us, I, I'm, I'm speaking to myself here. Like, God has so blessed me and my wife. There's times in the past, financially we struggle. Like, and being in the financial industry... I look at people's credit and I base my decisions of stuff like that. And it's sad that there are so many people who struggle because we want something that we can't afford and we step out and we ruin our credit and not only do you get ruined and this is a lesson that I teach my daughter all the time about being financially responsible. Be financially responsible. And God, and God, you know, God is, I've been in a place where the paycheck is not there to provide. I've been in a place where I had to take two, three jobs to make ends meet. I've been in a place where we didn't know where the next meal was coming from. Pastor Ben's been to that place, right? Those are tests that God allows you and I to go through to grow from, right? Don't look at it like, God, why are you punishing me in this thing? Do you trust God? <laughs> Do you trust God? Do we really trust God in those times where we really need a meal? We really need to pay our rent or we will get kicked out. Do we really trust God? Or are we trying to manipulate better financial decisions? Better spiritual decisions? Why? Because you've learned from the past where you went. You learned from the past where God has taken you and what lessons you learned. In our relationships, for those of us who are married, we learn our past, hopefully, how to provide for our family and how to provide for our wives or our husbands, how to lead them. We learn because of the lessons that that God has allowed us to go through. But beware when you get into a place where God has just blessed you and blessed you, that you forget the blesser and just rely on, on everything that's going on. Let's not forget God. In verse 16, it says, God fed you in the wilderness with manna. And I'm just thinking, man, this manna stuff, and I read in some commentaries and other stuff, it's it's just like a wafer, and what they did is, this wafer was just on the ground, I don't know, maybe a plain wafer, and they put honey on it. I'm thinking of, like, Indian fry bread. Oh, man, let's go pick up some Indian fry bread outside and put some honey on I'm like, ooh, those are yummy. But if you eat too much of it, you know, it could become boring. Uh, you know, you have it to sustain your need, but when you have it, like, every day it's provided for you, you're not working for it. And all you do is, oh, we're having this again. God, I, I'm I'm kind of tired of this manna stuff. What else are you going to give us? But that was a food provided for them from God, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know, that He might humble you. Why did God do all this, so that Israel would be humbled, and that Israel might, and that God might test you? To do you good in the end. Why? What are tests? What are wilderness circumstances for? You know, if I went to a doctor, my wife took my mother-in-law to the doctor yesterday, and, you know, thank God we we here in the United States, the doctors have to go through schoolings, right? They have to go... I don't want to go to a doctor and have to go in there and the doctor is like, oh, I'm not done with my doctor degree yet, but I'm going to go ahead and have surgery on you. We're just going to wing this thing. I want someone who is tested, who has failed in his test and failed and passed and got better. I want somebody who's done it. I don't want no rookie off the street trying to work on me, right? Tests, for us as believers, is good. When the trial comes your way, those are good. God, what do you want me to learn from this testing of 2021? We, I, we've been tested like crazy. This guy has been tested like crazy. What have you learned from it, Alex? What has God taught you in 2021 that you are going to use in 2022? What? Or is God going to bring you more tests just like the one you experienced in 2021 and you're going to be in the same place you were? Are you going to learn from those experience? Are you going to grow? Why? Because God does all this for our good. Testing us is always for our good. And when we get tested, we either pass or fail. Think of all the tests you've experienced in 2021. How many of those have you passed? How many of those have you learned from? I know for me, showing up Sunday, sometimes you know, we'll have like 5, 10 people, 15 people, and I'm like... Oh, man, this is a a kind of rough test. You know, is Pastor Ben going to be faithful to teach? Am I going to be faithful to show up and play the bass? Are you tested? Have you passed or failed that test? (laughs) Have you passed or failed the test that God has put before you? I pray that we all pass the test eventually. That's patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Those are the tests that God's putting you through. That you produce the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace. Right? So pass the test. Learn and pass the test. That way you won't have to take the test next year. Verse 17, Then you say in your heart, My power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you power to get wealth. Listen to that, guys. Especially us here in the United States. We're so self-sufficient, and you know what? We raise our kids, and uh, it seems like the norm that we have some we have some spoiled kids. We have some spoiled adults. Like we are, it's ours. I'm a United States citizen of the Americas. I demand I have those things. self esteem kills you what does god tell what does God tell us about self esteem don 't think too highly of yourself book of Romans chapter twelve How many of us been around people who just way think too highly of themselves every time you 're around them there's always something better that they 've done that you 've done. Oh brother, let me tell you about this or it could be any situation i'm at work. oh let me tell you about this uh this car I seen, oh, I, I own that car back in. Oh, you know what place I want to go to? Oh, I've been there. Um, And then all of a sudden, everybody in the office, everybody everywhere knows about this guy. He's way too prideful. Don't be that person. As a believer, we should think highly of others. It's always about others. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's always about other people, especially the lost. Those who will die without Jesus are going to hell. Hell. Separated from God forever. Eternity. Don't think too highly of yourself. Don't be prideful. Because God is the one who blessed you with everything that you have. He is. He truly is. All the knowledge that I have from the sales stuff, you know, being in sales, that all comes from God. There are times when I get into such a situation where God has just blessed me tremendously in sales and, you know, coming up the ranks. And then someplace I'm like, oh, man, I, I'm pretty good at doing sales I can tell ice to an Eskimo. And we can get like that as believers. Man, my walk is so good. I don't need to pray as much. I don't even need to go to church. All those guys at church, they're all struggling with stuff. God, you and me are good. I, I don't need it. And then a trial happens your way, a testing happens, and God just smacks you around a little bit. Oh, God, why are you smacking me around? Why is this happening? Why did my car fail? Why did I, why, 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 why? Quit complaining about your situation, right? You know what the the language of hell is? It's complaining. Complaining. We should be people that are grateful, that are thankful, that are blessers. Verse 19, then it shall be if you by any means forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and serve them and worship them. I testify against you, Israel, this day that you shall surely perish. You will die, Israel. Don't think I'm giving you this promised land you can go in. And if you are disobedient and you follow other gods, I will kill you guys off. Why am I going to allow you, Israel, to go in this promised land? I'm going to get rid of all these people, and you could read Deuteronomy. I mean, you could read about the history of Israel after what happened, after they go in. God judged them because they became disobedient. And they never fully took advantage of the promises of God. God had all this for them. And Moses is here writing to the new generation. Guys, listen up. This is what's going to happen. You have to be obedient to God. If you don't, this is what's going to happen to you. Your life will be ruined. And then we read about the history of Israel, how how they disobeyed, how the kingdom split between north and south, how God brought other kingdoms in to judge them. But God is so good, he still fulfilled his promises because he brought the Messiah through Israel. God is telling them a warning to remember, not to forget where the blessings are coming from. In verse 20, as the nations which the Lord destroys before you, so you shall perish, because you would not be obedient to the voice of the Lord your God. Let's be obedient to God in his leading, right? We have much more than Israel had right here. We have the whole counsel of God, his word. It's more precious to us than the physical food or the water that we take in to make sure that we survive. It's more precious than gold than anything we could try to attain in this lifetime. He wants Israel to remember, to reflect where they came from, and to renew themselves as they overtake this promised land. That is my challenge to you and I as we move forward into 2022. We need to remember 2021. Remember the lessons that God has allowed you to go through, to test you, to really expose you where your heart is at. Remember those lessons, to reflect on them, to learn from them, and especially to renew our minds and our hearts, to not keep taking the same lessons over and over again. Let's grow, right? Let's grow in our walks. You know where you need to grow at. I know, I know exactly where I need to grow at. And here's the great thing. We just don't have his word. We have the Holy Spirit. God's spirit that lives in us is leading us. That's much more than Israel ever had. So whatever trial, whatever tribulation, whatever wilderness that we go through, that we have gone through, or that we will go through, just remember where you came from, reflect on it, renew our minds and hearts, and move forward. Amen? Wow, look at that. I'm done early. (laughs) I'm going to pray, and then I guess as the worship team makes their way up here, we'll go ahead and close out. And I know we're all here and I hope everyone is a believer, but if you're not, there is a hell. It is a real place and God will take you there. If you haven't given your life to his son. That is the only person that can save you and me. It's not our organization, it's not Calvary Chapel, it's not Pastor Ben, it's not myself. It's Jesus. If you haven't experienced the power of Jesus in twenty twenty one, I invite you. If you don't know him this morning, I invite you to know him. If you have been playing around with church, family, if we have been playing around, let's get let's 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 be intentional in our walks with God moving forward. Because he deserves it. He's a good God. Dear God, I thank you so much for the opportunity to just, God, be with my brothers and sisters and just be reminded of how good and great you are and reflect on your goodness. And God, I pray that you renew each and every one of our hearts, that what you have planned for us for the future, God, that it would, it would be complete. Thank you, God, for the joy, the, the great, great joy of just having the opportunity to call you Abba Father this morning because you are a loving and good Father. And I pray for anyone who doesn't know you this morning that they would just make a decision, God. You brought them here to church or even on the airwaves. God, that they would decide right now that they can't save themselves, Lord. Only Jesus can save us. So I pray for all those who are lost, who are just searching, God, that you'll save, save them. And we thank you, God, that you would use us as individuals, as a, as a church, God, to accomplish the mission, your great commission. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.